down, you guys. Shuffle up your deck. Loosen up your thumbs. This is Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B Powered Gaming. This episode will be playable after the 2.35 gigabyte update. <laughs> we'll start that now. You'll excuse us, we're allocating disk, disk space. Still allocating. Apparently allocating on dial-up. <laughs> it's a ri- it's on Windows 95. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> when things were simple. And they... No, they didn't work any better then than they do now. It's true. <laughs> but at least they didn't lie about it. That's true. <laughs> How's every do- everybody there? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, how's everyone doing? We're here with Powered Gaming. Yes. I'm tired. We're going to be talking about Lego Star Wars today. Yay! The Skywalker Saga the Skywalker has finally Saga arrived. has arrived. We got it. We played it. And we're going to give you our honest thoughts about yes. it. We are playing on the Switch version, which comparatively is one of the graphically slower versions. Uh, it has longer load times, lower texture qualities, lower lighting qualities, things like that. But it's uh, Lego. But it's Lego, so we didn't, <laughs> and we don't honestly get a lot out of our Switch, so we wanted to download that one. But it's also available on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, uh, so you can download it on any of those and have a different graphical experience if you so choose. Skywalker Saga is a collection of all nine movies. Yeah. Uh, you can start them in any order that you want, though you have to start every trilogy at the first entry in the trilogy. So at the onset, you're given Phantom Menace, New Hope, uh, or Force Awakens as your starting points, uh, and then you unlock the next movies in the trilogy as you go along. Uh, this may date me in terms of how long it's been since I've played a LEGO game, but this one functioned a little bit differently than what I was used to in that there's not really levels uh, a lot of Lego games that I've experienced run on different levels and you have different collectibles that you can do in those levels. And then there's like an overworld where you can do like level select and character customization and things like that. Examples are the Jurassic Park. Um, Correct. Things like the, the original Marvel. Lego, the original Lego Star Wars where you were, you know, at the cantina and then you could like jump around and destroy sh shit there and unlock <laughs> shit. Uh, and then you could dive into levels. Uh, this one is different in that it runs mostly off of overworlds. There's a lot of kyber crystal bricks uh, that you can unlock doing different challenges, like doing races and shooting galleries or climbing up high and doing a bunch of platforming or doing little missions for people, uh, for NPCs. Uh, and that's where most of the collectibles come in. And then the levels tend to be mainly focused on... Uh, Boss fights and vehicle combat, yes. vehicle things. Uh, kind of penultimate scenes in the movie. Correct. You roll around, interacting with people, kicking off cutscenes that move the story along in typical Lego humor and fashion. There's references, there's Easter eggs. It's delightful and fun. T, what are your thoughts? I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think it's super fun to just be in a Lego game. I mean... I, okay, I play a lot of different games. I 
have dabbled in the shootery kind. I have dabbled in the puzzle kind. I've played a mean Pokemon, okay? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love about the Lego games, typically, is that it's not so heavily focused on being a good gamer, per se. Mm -hmm. It's not so much Mm skill-based. It's more just being inquisitive. It's doing a lot of looking around. It's Mm -hmm. doing a lot of breaking stuff. It's hitting things with a stick. It's great. And I really enjoy that about the Lego games. This one, similar to how you described earlier, has been a little bit different because there have been instances, in my opinion, that have called for more... intricate gaming that i think used to be in the lego games the benefit to doing the kind of like open world like there's 30 something challenges that you have to do in this overworld of of like this area of tatooine and stuff from all the different movies is going to be in this area of tatooine and it's going to be your overworld and you'll interact with different things to kind of push the story along depending on where you are in the story but when you're in free play mode you just roll around and get Uh, the different unlockables and the benefit to doing that is clearly that it's given them the opportunity to kind of up the challenge yes and some of the older especially the very early uh lego games it felt like unlockables were kind of just rewarded from actively playing the level again yeah you know most of the unlockables were just gated around a character that you can't have with you when you're doing the story mode of the level right so then once you get into free play and you have all the characters available to you then you start to have more unlockables uh and it's really just a reward of like oh i happen to have unlocked this character now i've got this unlockable exactly because they can interact with this panel or do this special type of jump but yeah i agree with the with the advent of this kind of like open and it's possible that some of the more recent Lego games that I just have missed have already moved onto this version. Right. You know what I mean? I haven't played all of them. The like sequels Lego star Wars game. I haven't played some of the newer Jurassic park or anything like that. Um, so it's possible. And like, I haven't really played any of the Lego DC stuff. Mm. Uh, so it's possible that they've already moved on to this, but it's new for me. It's a new way of doing it. And in some ways I like it. In some ways I'm a little annoyed by it. Uh, I think I think it's I do miss the longer levels. I it think, feels you know? less oriented toward completionism in this new way um, mm-hmm. because it's one of those things where like I don't know how to did this brick, so I'm just gonna give up because it's more complicated than it used to be. Whereas in the older levels, it felt very much like okay, it's a longer level. We're gonna get true hero jedi whatever it is in your particular game mm-hmm. we're gonna collect all the bricks we're gonna collect all the mini kits we're gonna do this and that stuff still exists but in these like micro bits and yeah. so it's a lot easier to get your true jedi true hero number count and yeah. it's it's kind of i don't know it it also gives it less replayability in my opinion with these micro levels because if i missed the money kits now i have to go play this tiny level again yeah to try and find where the mini kits are I, it's, well, it's honestly, a different way I, of doing it, and I don't dislike it, but it's definitely different. I think it honestly gives it less replayability because it's so quick. The levels are very truncated. Yeah. And while we missed a lot of the collectibles our first time through, you have the ability to upgrade in this. So you use these kyber bricks that you get from doing the different quests and different challenges and stuff to upgrade your characters across the board. A few of the upgrades are... You know, there's upgrades for each specific character class. So there's all the different classes that you can get, and I'll cover what all those are. But 
you can upgrade kind of universally too. And the universal upgrades are things that we've seen in Lego games before where like you can upgrade the distance at which studs come in, uh, like come to you. You can upgrade, uh, your health, you can upgrade your attacks, things like that. Uh, one of the upgrades you can get is that you can highlight, uh, collectibles. So as you're running around, you see this little kind of like force whooshy circle and it's marking a collectible off in the distance. And so, like I said, in the first couple levels that we did, we missed some of the collectibles because they're very truncated levels and they all basically just go around one encounter. So like there's a level for the fight with Darth Maul. There's a level for the pod race, the pod race. There's a level for which was tough. There's a level for, (laughs) you know, the chase of uh, the assassin after she attempts to assassin Padme in the second movie. Um, so they're all just kind of like encounters more than longer levels of like moving through a particular part of the movie. And, uh, in the first few, we didn't have unlocked that highlight the collectibles thing in the next ones we did. And every single one, we a hundred percented first time Yeah, because we know where it is and it's not difficult and it doesn't require you to come back in with new characters except for the Darth Maul fight did we're only through the second movie uh because we go slow with these because we're completionists but perfectionists uh yeah so i (laughs) i agree i think it does hurt the replayability of the levels but i think it's mainly just because there's not really much of a need to it may also be beneficial in your play style i mean everybody plays differently and we play really slow we like to grind each level individually which is totally a valid way of playing but it might in the way that it's built might be more beneficial to kind of play through the story organically, like kind of rush through, don't mm. focus on the the bricks when you're in the first and then overworld. Go back and, and do then go free back play. and kinda of, once you're in free play for everything and you have all of the story unlocked and everything kind of available to your disposal, then kind of go back, start upgrading, start doing things that way. And then yeah. it might feel more more replayability. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, they're cramming nine games into one game. That they've technically already made. So the movies, (laughs) you know, they do move through the movies very, very fast. So if you do just kind of, like, buckle down and go through the story, you're going to move through the movies very, very fast. But there's tons of content in this outside of that. Yes. Uh, The the overworld areas have tons and tons of challenges and a lot of humor to them uh, and a lot of fun things to unlock. And there's a myriad of characters to get so you'll be getting characters for a long time on that note there's different character classes there's jedi there's heroes there's dark side and villains uh there's scavengers scoundrels protocol droids astromech droids and bounty hunters Mm -hmm. and then there's kind of like an other segment where things that don't really fit into one go they each have their own different abilities obviously dark side and jedi have all the force powers they can lift and move things and grab things with their mind as well as have some of the better jumping in the game the heroes also have jumping capabilities and also have the ability to grapple to things uh the bounty hunters have the grapple as well and can still uh can be given certain missions that uh other classes can't be given um the protocol droids and astromech droids obviously do like droid specific things uh the enemies have grenades 
So it's like stormtroopers and battle droids and stuff have grenades, which are used for opening a special, like destroying special silver bricks. Uh, oh, the bounty hunters also have the ability to destroy the gold bricks because they have a faster firing weapon. And uh, then there's the scoundrels. As far as I can tell so far, we haven't run into many of those, but they also select, get different missions that people can't, other classes can't get. And then there's the scavenger, which is one of the new classes added uh, to this. They rejiggered a bunch of the classes from like previous Star Wars Lego games. Uh, the biggest issue I have with the scavenger, and this is just kind of a tip from me, from me experiencing this, for whatever reason... You know, the bounty hunter being able to break gold bricks or select certain missions and the, like, villains being able to blow up silver bricks and things like that never got time-gated. Like, I bought some character packs when I went into this because there was, like, a Mandalorian character pack and mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, neat. And then there was, like, a Stormtrooper character pack. I wasn't allowed... I wasn't about to have us play this game without a little baby Grogu. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, so going into this, we already had, like, at the very start of our free play, we had bounty hunter characters, scoundrel characters because of a uh, solo uh, pack that was part of this, and uh, enemy characters because of all the stormtroopers. None of their abilities were gated behind us finding one of those types of characters organically in the story. Mm -hmm. However, the scavenger is apparently... So I have a scavenger character, character from the Mandalorian, the little, uh, little dude that helps him on Tatooine, uh, Ugnot, Ugnot, is that the race? Anyway, um, and none of I can't use any of his scavenger abilities, and apparently the reason is is you have to wait until you come across the scavenger in the story. So that said, if you want to have access to scavenger stuff early, play the sequels first. Because yeah. Ray is a scavenger, and that unlocks all the scavenger abilities really fast. And is apparently the fastest way of doing it. Not something I was told. Not something that is very apparent. And it's honestly a little weird to have it gated behind, like... Whereas none of the other abilities of the classes are gated behind anything. To have these this very important, because it's very important. It's used a lot in unlocking bricks. Yeah. So it's kind of, we went with the prequels first just because we wanted to play everything in order. And potentially I'm going to have to wait until I get seven Movies games in. in before I can go back and get bricks that are inaccessible to me from these various areas. That said, the scavenger does have some really cool abilities. They can fire nets, which give you the ability to climb up certain walls. They can do like a glider thing that can cover like, large spaces and then they have like a, a fusion cutter that they can use to cut open certain walls and doors and stuff uh it's neat but i just think it's kind of a, it was a weird choice like one the one main criticism i think i have is just that i think it was a weird choice to make that kind of gated yeah and i get you know that people can just buy a character pack and then they don't have to go back to games and stuff but like you're offering me these character packs yeah you know what i mean like i'm not hacking into the game and unlocking a scavenger earlier than I should. Yeah. You offered it to me and I took it. So I should be allowed. I paid money for this character yeah. that now I can't use, you yeah. know, it's a weird choice. I, we were trying to utilize the scavenger cause we'd unlocked it and we were trying to utilize it in the very first uh, movie. 
and use it on the scavenger things. And what you're supposed to do is apparently like hold A and it unlocks all or it demonstrates all the things that you're allowed to do. And it just doesn't work. It, it yeah, actively yeah. doesn't work. It doesn't do anything for you. You just kind of stand there. So that's when and it's possible that that scavenger just doesn't have those but at the same time we looked it up and a few other people are reporting that you have to get to ray you have to unlock through the force awakens those abilities those abilities yeah which so. fine but kind of strange weird choice you know uh otherwise game's great i one of my favorite things about it is that it feels very retro it feels very like ps1 ps2 kind of platformer adventure yes. games like, I get real strong, like, Spyro vibes. Mm -hmm. uh, because you have all these NPCs that you run around and talk to, and they give you challenges or give you hints on where stuff is. And, like, just the way they talk and interact feels very much like Spyro, where you would run around and talk to people, and, like, the music would cut down a little bit, and then they'd give this, I you know, definitely give their lines. I can definitely see that, yeah. It's, it's, it feels very strongly of, like, the PS1 in 64 era of like adventure games and platforms yeah uh but it's got all its usual lego charm uh it's got that lego brand of humor it approaches the themes in the movies really really well you know what i mean i think what's nice about it too is that it being a lego game they can poke fun at things in the star wars universe that the star wars fans poke fun at it feels like a game made by Star Wars fans, not necessarily by Star Wars owners. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the nicest things. I mean, yeah. there's even a little nod in the intro sequence as you're turning on the game that has Finn, like, hanging out with Tran and then, like, mm, I'm going to go hang out with Poe. And mm -hmm. you're like, aww. aww. <laughs> that's Finn a call out to the fans. Like, it's it's cute the way that they do this for you. They, they kind of help you, you know, they... They speak to you as a fan, not necessarily yeah. like, this is the agenda we're pushing for the games. Like, yeah, yeah. It's nice. You know, and they make reference to Darth Maul's, like, indestructibility, <laughs> yeah. you know, and stuff like that. It's it's cool. It's fun. It's very cute. Uh, you know, obviously there's things that they gloss over because it's a family game. It's a kid so game. no one no one actually dies and things like that, but... You don't really uh, see a whole lot when Anakin goes to find his mom. It's yeah. all, like, behind a curtain. <laughs> and like I said, we're only making our way through the second movie, uh, but it's been a delight so far. It uh, does have some bugs, at least the Switch version. Like I said, we're playing the Switch version, so I can't report on the other ones. It does have bugs at times. Uh, we're doing a split-screen co-op, uh, which has a few one of the bugs we've run into is if you try to enter and either enter or exit or enter and exit a building at the same time it could crash the game mm -hmm. so it just freezes everything up and you can't the visuals don't update uh so avoid that yeah it tries really hard to process the images too much and yeah. you kind of have to be very conscientious and communicative exactly about obviously it. it's you know launch week it hasn't been out that long so i'm sure they'll update all these things out uh they'll patch them out uh that said you know it does kind of suck that you know the environment around getting this game out was apparently very toxic and very crunch yeah uh so it is unfortunate that they had to deal with that uh Hopefully we can eventually get to a place in video games where that's not the case and more things are comfortable with delaying until we get a finished game and to protect the health of the people that make this. So, you know, apologies to anybody that was involved in this because that sucks, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
but it's a great game. It's fantastic. If you've seen any reviews about it, they've all been absolutely golden. And it's it's deserving. It's really, really fun. And like T said, it's just a nice, light experience. Yeah. Doesn't demand too much. Uh, but there's still, like, I think they did a good job instilling enough challenge. Like, enough of a range of challenge. Yeah. Like, there's obviously some bricks that are easy to find. So if you're playing with a younger crowd or somebody not really looking for challenge, then, you know, they can find those and it's cool. The meat. And if... <laughs> But then there's some that require a little bit more thought, a little bit more patience, a little bit more advent. Like T stumbled upon one when we were playing last night that required you to basically traverse the entire map through this like precarious platforming thing in order to access this collectible. And so there's some that are more difficult. Yes. Uh, and require more challenge for the people that might want something more than just mindlessly destroying Lego bushes. And things like that. I love mindlessly destroying Lego bushes. And then you can just mindlessly <laughs> destroy Lego bushes, which is fun. And it, it does a good job of rewarding exploration. There's tons of buildings to go in that aren't related to the stories at all, especially in the Ursku district of Coruscant. Yes. We spent a long time there. There's like an arcade and a restaurant and a furniture, furniture store. store. And it's just these fun little like kind of side areas that you can go explore and get uh, some good experiences in. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's a delight. Cute. It's hilarious, adorable. I wish I were playing it right now, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm sitting here doing this dumb episode. <laughs> Wait, we love you guys. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for us. If you want more episodes of Cover B, you can find them on our website, coverbpodcast.com. That's right. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at CoverBeatPodcast. It's been a delight doing this for you and doing this episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. As always, I've been Chris. This has been T. Yep. And you've been getting down with Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, folks. Bye, folks.